Hello, this is Little MB. Welcome back. My gosh. Did anybody else see the freaking train wreck? Otherwise known as Biden talking yesterday. At one point, he talks about 315 million Americans being vaccinated. That's damn near our entire population. This man is a fucking idiot. And you know what? I honestly, I I don't think I need to use the disclaimer anymore about how I think Trump is a jackass. Because guess what? This guy is the biggest fucking idiot. Biggest fucking idiot. I mean, people let so much shit slide. The stuff that people accuse Trump of, this guy's guilty of. Saying racist shit. I mean, he he referred to inner cities as the jungle before. His, His son says all kinds of racist shit, like through text messages. And that jungle thing's not the only racist thing Biden has said. Or done. The man's an idiot. And this is something that really irritates me. It's something that I actually studied when I was in college. I had to take, well, I was a double major, business management and administration and economics. And so I had to take a human resource management class with a instructor that was a PhD and who sat on boards of hospitals. And so when Biden starts talking about prescription medication, I'm not going to like argue about how expensive the stuff is. And I'm sure there are situations in which companies can take advantage. However, this is something people don't pay attention to, whether it's they don't know it or they just want to fucking ignore it. One of the two. But this, this is how it works with drug companies. It takes one billion, and this was 10 years ago. Actually, it was 11 years ago, 12, somewhere in that neighborhood. So who knows how expensive now. But it takes $1 billion minimum to research a new drug. $1 billion. And that is from the beginning day all the way through trying to get it past the FDA for sale. The average for drug companies is 1 in 30 of the medications that they try to produce actually makes it past the FDA and into market. Think about that. Companies are spending $30 billion to get you one drug that you can buy, a prescription that you can buy. These other countries, they get the shit, reverse engineer the shit, And then sell it for cheap. That's why it's so much cheaper in other countries. And there's nothing these drug companies can do because international law isn't preventing these countries from doing so. And I'm not saying that we should withhold 
prescriptions from other countries. But if you want to know why prescriptions are so much cheaper in Canada, it's because they're reverse, reverse engineering our medications to see what's in it, how much of everything, and then they reproduce it and shove it out there. That's what's going on. So this idea that it's ridiculous for our drug companies, and here's another thing. When it hits the market, there is a time period where the drug company can exercise its patent that it created the drug. And it's seven years that they can sell this drug and nobody else can reproduce it. After that seven years, that's when generics start coming out. That's when other companies start producing stuff. Think about just Viagra, for example. I mean, that was supposed to be some kind of blood pressure medication and they ended up noticing this uh, obscure side effect where men were getting hard from it. So they were able to pass it off for ED. It was seven years. And then other, what is it, Cialis or whatever it is, it's got the same stuff in it as Viagra. They couldn't, they had to wait seven years before they could do this. And now you got blue chews that have the active ingredients and all this other stuff. So these drug companies, yes, they're making money, but they're spending money. Thirty billion to get one dr- to get one drug to market is what it equals to. So, so I'm not going to sit here and say that it isn't frustrating when things are so expensive, and then when you get down to medications that, like, if you have a condition that is rare. That medication that is for you is going to be even more expensive because they're not going to be selling as much of it. It's quantity supply and quantity demand. When there is far fewer people demanding it, they're not going to be making as much. And I mean, producing it costs money, all this other stuff. It's going going to be more expensive. Does it suck? Yes. Do drug companies do fucked up things? Of course they do with like the opiate shit and stuff like that. But you know what? You can't put that all on them. You can't tell me that all these fucking doctors in this country didn't know that opiates were going to be bad. You can't tell me that. Back in the 1800s, you could buy heroin through the Sears and Roebuck uh, catalog. Order mail. You got the syringe. You got the fucking heroin. It got shipped to you back in the day. And the, how did Hank Williams Sr. die? Because guess what? Back in the 20th century, in the 1940s and probably before then, they used morphine to get alcoholics off alcohol. And that's why Hank Sr. ended up dying that New Year's Eve. What was it, New Year's Eve, going from 51 to 52, I think it was, something like that. It was because he was on morphine to try to get him off drinking, and he started pounding booze on top of it and ended up dying. Lognum. That was something you could buy in stores 
back in the 1800s and maybe even into the early 1900s. I don't remember when they like got rid of that shit. But it was basically a headache syrup, kind of like a cough syrup or something, that you could just go buy. And laudanum was an opiate. And people were hooked on this shit. So you want to tell me that they figured this stuff out back in the day it's like, you know what, we can no longer prescribe morphine to get people off of fucking alcohol. We can no longer sell this shit on the shelf that's got opiates in it for headaches. You can no longer sell heroin through Catala. You can't tell me that all that shit took place and then all of a sudden in the 90s, nobody fucking knows. You can't tell me that. So, is some of the blame... On the pharmaceuticals for that shit? Yeah. Of course it is. But you can't tell me that it isn't on these doctors for prescribing it. Kickbacks? Whatever. Who knows? You, you, know, these, you know that there's doctors getting kickbacks for prescribing shit. That's why they try pushing certain drugs. I mean, they're pu- they've been pushing gabapentin like it's some kind of fucking Pez candy for years now. And it's a nerve medication. It's for seizures. And they want to give it to people for depression. Look at how many antidepressants that are actually nerve medications. It's damn scary. And the doctors fucking know better. Now, there, there's even, I can't remember the name of the family or whatever, but there was, there's been a lot of to-do on them. I, I don't pay too much attention because I think part of it's bullshit because, like, with the Oxy, uh, with the Oxycontins, I believe it was, um, they were... Now, don't quote me on this, and please email me and correct me if I'm wrong so I can correct myself next time I, like, go on. But I do believe the difference between oxycodone and oxycontin is this. That oxycodone is a fast-acting opiate painkiller, kind of like hydrocodone. And I've used hydrocodone for migraines in my eyes, shit like that, when I got my arms shattered. All that kind of stuff. I had oxycodone prescribed to me up at the Mayo's Clinic, which that's a whole other fucking story. (laughs) But um, oxycotton, like when you get to the cottons, it's a time release. It's got coatings on it, so it releases a little bit here and there over an extended period of time. Now, they blame these drug companies for the warnings that they put on the bottles, and they said that the warnings were designed to get people hooked. Because the warning was like, warning, if you chew up this tablet, it's basically it's all going to hit you at once. It's not going to be the time release that it's supposed to be if you chew them up. You know, and they want to blame them. First off, there ain't one druggie out there that don't know that shit about medication. Second off... We're in the land of suing anybody and everybody for anything and everything. If they don't have that warning on there and somebody fucking chewed them up and OD'd on it, well, I didn't know. You know, so 
there's just no fucking responsibility anymore for anything on the people's side. Just none. I mean, it's like people wanting to sue tobacco companies for fucking lung cancer. Common sense. And, hey, you know what? I'm getting ready to light up right now. Common sense tells you setting something on fire and inhaling the smoke is not good for you. <clears throat> I mean, come on. I mean, I love tobacco. I don't give a shit. Whatever. I'm sure I'm going to, like, regret it later once lung cancer actually sets in if it does. But, you know, because I, I, I hand roll my own. I, I like the, I love the taste of it. I love it. And I don't put, I don't use filters because I, I want to taste it. You know, I want to know I'm getting something. Get, get used to some non-filters, then try smoking a filtered cigarette. And you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I did that because I was low on tobacco and couldn't get to the store. So I was like, hey, dad, can I bar, like bum a pack of your cools off of you? Because he's got stockpiles. And I, I, I lit it and I was just like... In, I mean, this is the menthol of it being a side, but, you know, lighting it up, it's just like, what? What the fuck is this? But, so, yeah, if I if I get a cigarette from somebody else, I, first thing I do is pop the filter. Rip that crap off. Don't need it. You know, do you really think that you're reducing your chances of fucking cancer by having a filter on it? I mean, fucking come on. Besides that, look at history. The reason they started putting filters on cigarettes was to sell them to women. That's right. Smoke cigarettes with filters, use a bitch. <laughs> I'm just actually, actually, I'm joking about that. Actually, that's the truth as far as why they started doing it. It was to market it to women because you smoke non-filters, you get back or lip and you're sitting there spitting or pulling tobacco out of your mouth because it falls out of the end of your cigarette. So... That was a way to uh, market it to women. But I've smoked plenty of filtered cigarettes in my day. But Now, it's just getting ridiculous with this shit that they're trying to pass off. You know? And as far as the government's concerned, to try to get people to be like, well, yeah, that's true. It's like... Why don't you educate people on how things work? And then once people have an understanding of it, you know, it's... This insurance shit started back... I don't even know if it was in the 90s or the early 2000s. Maybe in the 90s. But there was an issue because it was a gamble. People didn't want... To pay the extra money a month, they wanted that money in their pocket. Because, hey, I'm healthy, I'm young, I'm this, I'm that. And then they end up getting something like cancer. And then they try to get insurance, and they're like, we're not insuring you. And why would they? You know? You get sick, and then you come to somebody and say, now I want you, now I'll give you like 200 bucks a month, and you, you pay all these thousands of dollars. They're, you know... It's a load of shit, you know? It's like they were running these videos in the early 2000s of people that were saying they couldn't afford 
medical care and some of them were gym rats and come to find out they were spending hundreds of dollars a month on fucking supplements and protein shakes and all this other shit but then they they did then they said they didn't have money for insurance it's like here's an idea you can still go work out you don't have to take supplements you know go work out freaking eat right you know, buying a chicken is a hell of a lot cheaper than buying a container of fucking protein powder. It, it's a gamble. Do you want it or, you know, do you want to take the risk or not? And we already saw what happened with Obamacare, this affordable care shit that Biden's talking about. You got to the 15th to sign up and dude, it, it's a load of shit. I am paying that much for Medicare. And I want to expand Medicare for this, this, and this. Guess what? I am on Medicare because of disability. They take, like, I don't know the exact dollar. It is between $145 and $150 a month out of my disability check to pay for Medicare. And Medicare won't even cover my office visits. Won't even cover them. I owe my, like, just GP doctor, I owe him $916 fucking dollars. Because Medicare is not paying. So this idea of expanding Medicare, it's a load of shit. It's a quicker way to fucking drain it. It's a quicker way to drive prices up for dental and vision, which are outrageous anyway. It's going to drive it up for everybody. And it's punishing people for working, for wanting to have a good life. It's punishing people who want to pay for health care. That's who's getting punished. And I'm not saying poor people don't have the right to health care. I'm not saying they don't. But the way that they are going about it is bullshit, and that was already proven through through Obamacare when he when he released the shit, my parents' insurance went from seven hundred and forty dollars a month for the two of them to over twenty seven hundred dollars a month before my mom was finally old enough to get onto Medicare herself because they are paying for everybody else. Because the government says, well, guess what? These insurance companies are going to have to pay for it whether they like it or not. And the insurance companies say, okay, we'll pay for it, but it's getting passed on to everybody else. 740 to over $2,700 a month. Think about that shit, man. Just fucking insanity. Just insanity. The shit that this government talks about. And here's the deal. You cannot be denied medical coverage. They want to talk about insurance and all this other crap that people need it no matter what. All they're doing is destroying our health care. They're not destroying, they're not like helping anybody out. They're destroying health care is what they're doing. Because as it was before... It would be illegal 
for a hospital to turn anybody away if they needed needed something. There's there's charities out there that freaking help with that shit. Like OSF, uh, I don't even know what the O stands for, but whatever, St. Francis Hospital is what it is. They've got this, the Sisters of Charity or something out there where they help people pay for stuff when they can't afford it. My ex-sister-in-law went through them to get some surgery done. I don't know if it was on her pancreas or gallbladder or what the hell it was, but either way, she needed this surgery. She wasn't insured, couldn't afford it, and she was able to get it through the charity. Everything she needed. The stuff exists. You know? Are are you going to be able to afford a yearly checkup? Well, actually, guess what? They actually have clinics for that shit, too. Because I sat in those myself. And... It could be unpleasant at times because not everybody in there was clean. So yeah, there could be a smell to it. But honestly, I'm going to tell you this. The smell wasn't all that much worse than sitting in a regular doctor's office with everybody's fucking colognes and perfumes polluting the goddamn air. I mean, come on. This stuff existed for everybody before. And the only thing they've done is made things worse. And they're going to continue to make things worse. It's absolutely ridiculous. And what's ridiculous is... People people are not coming out and supporting... Biden anymore. The Democrats aren't. They, they, they won't come out on their own and support him. However, they will try to defend him the best they can if you call them out. And it's, it's, it's insane. They, they know that they fucked up, but they can't just say, we fucked up. You know, we fucked up. It, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I mean, think about this. If they would have banned Trump on Twitter two weeks before he would have went into office, instead of two weeks before he left office, he'd be president again. Because <laughs> nobody would have been like hearing all this stupid shit, hearing this stupid mouth. Nobody would have heard it. They'd have just seen the good economy. And that's what we need. <clears throat> we need to become an isolationist country again. We don't have to be ridiculous about it like we were between World War I and II. Where we allowed shit to go, on, go so far before we got involved in the Euro- European theater. But... We need to be an isolationist country again to smooth things out. To smooth things out for the American people. Because in economics, they always preached global economics is the best way to go. 
and in theory, I understand what they were saying. However, it is wrong for this reason. Because places like China do not have the same standards that we have when it comes to employees. They don't have minimum wages and shit. There's, there's factories where they're producing shit for us. And they actually have nets around the buildings to prevent people from jumping off and killing themselves. That's no fucking joke. They do. So global economics will only work when the playing field is even. And it's not even when they can hire shit out to another country for people to make 2 or $3 an hour. If that. And then the people here are going to need at least $20 an hour, if not more. You know? it's It just doesn't work. We need to... Sorry, but we need to basically say fuck everybody else. Because we ain't doing the right thing anyway. You know? We go places where they got resources. And then we say, look at the atrocities that have been committed here. You know? Afghanistan, with its fucking resources of... I don't even know what they all are. Like, lithium's one of them. Uh, I think natural gas is another. They they got a couple. They're pretty rich in resources, and they just haven't tapped into it. I mean, that's why Russia was at war with them for almost a decade. Trying to go in there and take over Afghanistan. That's why we went there. You know? It's... What what we do, you know, you, if we worried about, like, human suffering, we would already leveled North Korea. We'd be in some of these places in frickin' Africa where people are being terrorized on a daily basis. Africa has households where there's 12... 13-year-old boys running the household because their parents were fucking murdered by soldiers. But we're not there. So if we're not if we're not gonna actually go out and help people that need help, that need to be helped, then withdraw back into ourselves and fuck you. Fuck you. Because we're giving all this money. The only reason European countries will even say hi to us is because all the fucking money we give them. And that's not counting the tourism. Think about the hundreds of millions and billions of dollars like Germany and France and England and all these fucking countries make just from our tourist dollars. But they, they don't give two shits about us. They give two shits as long as we're giving them money. That's it. So fuck them all. Let's let's come home and fucking sit here and fuck people up when they fuck with us. I I just can't. I I don't get it. This idea. It's part of the military-industrial complex. 
there's so much money, so much fucking money being spent on this shit. And things in Afghanistan slowed down, so they're pulling out. Taliban's taking over, terrorizing the people that fucking helped us, that supported us, and we're leaving them high and dry to be tortured and executed by the Taliban who is going and taken back over. And do you think for one second that there isn't going to be a point in time when we don't use that as an excuse to go right back over there and start bombing the shit out of them again and laying waste to that country again? And then they're going to talk about all the money we need to spend to help rebuild the country. It's just insanity, man. Insanity. I don't get it. I I really don't get it. It's... They don't care about any human life whatsoever. They are abandoning people that helped us and that are being tortured and put to death for helping us. Do you think our government gives two shits about you? Do you? Because if you do, you really need to come over and drop off some of whatever the fuck it is you're smoking so I can get on that fucking bandwagon and sleep better at night. And I'm not even fucking joking. It, I honestly believe that's part of the reason why they started allowing weed to be legalized. Not just to tax it for the money and shit like that. Because they just don't fucking care. And people are so fucking stoned and just going on with their fucking daily lives that they don't they don't pay attention. They don't give a shit. I got my fucking weed. I'm good. And now there's states like California talking about legalizing some psychedelics and shit, psilocybin and shit like that. I mean, this is just fucking insanity, man. Insanity. I really don't get it. It's really makes me, I used to be so hardcore, and don't get me wrong, I'm not one of these hardcore conspiracy theorists who's like, new world order this, new world order that, you know, I don't think if you smell a fart on the wind, it's because of the new world order, like a lot of people do. I'm not like that, (laughs) but I used to be so hardcore against it and think that anybody that talked about it was batshit crazy. But with the way things are being handled and the obvious intent on driving us down, I cannot think of any other explanation, to be honest. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. And even if I'm wrong in my belief in God, I'm not concerned. Because I think there's a reason they're allowing this shit like on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and all this crap of these people that are, I, I identify as a wolf. I identify as a woman in the morning, a man at brunch, and a dog in the afternoon. You know, there's freaks out there that are, like, doing this shit. People are jumping on the bandwagon just to, I, you know, who knows? Just, I, who the fuck knows why? But do you really think they aren't going to be the first ones taken out? You know, if the Georgia Guidestone thing's right, 
because the Georgia Guidestones, for those who don't know, look it up. It, it talks about some new world order or something like that. And the ideal population for the planet being 500 million. So you're talking about 1 16th of the world's current population. 1 16th. That means 7.5 billion people will be killed at some point. Do you really think those people who identify as wolves or badgers or what the fuck ever are going to make the cut? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm either going to make the cut or I'm going to be executed because I'll still call people out for the bullshit. One of the two. But I'm, I'm, I'm really not concerned either way. Because I'm going to tell you something, these fucking little dipshits, these fucking trans people, they're, they're going to be fucking taken out. They are going to be taken out. And guess what? If I'm wrong about the NWO or what the hell ever, they're still going to be taken out. Because at some point, there's one common fact in history, and that is every superpower in existence has fallen. Every single one. And I heard something interesting that, in a way, it's kind of scary that, like in Greece and Rome, like these superpowers, one of the signs, like at the, like one thing that they had in common at the end, like before these superpowers fall is gender becomes a big issue because the people are so comfortable and everything like that everything's so peaceful where they're at they got nothing else to worry about so they start worrying about like gender equality or this that and the other thing and what have we been doing the past 20 years you know if not more so it's people are worrying about the wrong shit so even if the New World Order is nothing but a load of shit, and there's nobody behind... I just think it's so obvious because the Democrats and Republicans all do the same shit. They all do the same shit. They both have to vote for shit to get it passed. So, I mean, they're all doing the same shit. Really makes you wonder who's behind the scenes, like, making this shit happen. But, even if it doesn't exist, there's going to be some country or countries who get sick of our shit. And we'll have a bit of a fighting chance, but thing is, the West Coast, as liberal as it is, anti-gun and all this shit, good lord, man, good luck holding them off. You're, you're lucky you got some military bases there, because if it wasn't for that, you'd totally be fucked. But any country gets a foothold, we're going to be in trouble. And I mean, the shit that we expect, that, that's the thing, that's why people have no fucking clue. It's because they do not understand that this shit pisses off other countries. It is giving them a reason. Hank Jr. had this song back in like 90 or 91. Uh, Don't Give Us a Reason. It was about going to war with Saddam. And 
you know, don't give us a reason to come gunning for you. Well, guess what? We are giving a lot of people reasons to come gunning for us. And we can fuck up a lot of shit. But when it comes down to it, are we really going to be able to prevent from being overrun at some point? There's going to be people sitting there being like, yay, you know, trying to welcome the Chinese forces or Russian forces or whoever it'll end up being. And they're just going to fucking shoot them, step over their dead bodies. This is, this country is so fucked, man. I, I don't get it. It's so sad. I grew up believing in this country, loving this country. And it is sad seeing what it has become. Was the country perfect? When I was born in 1980, obviously not. It's, it, it, it needed some things to change. But it, it's, it's gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. And the, this, is, this is the problem. We got freedom of speech. And even, you know, we still have it. We can say what we want. Just because you got platforms taking you down don't mean you can't say what you want. And <laughs> that's the cool thing, I guess, about Spotify is apparently they let freedom of speech roll. You know? And... So, I mean, you, you can say what you want. But even if you agree with everything I said, what, what, what is there to do? We're sitting and talking. Nothing, nothing's getting done. And that's what bothers me. Because where do you start? What do you do? You know, it's It's sad. Sad state of affairs. Oh, man. I, I really need to get somebody else on here to keep me, like, guided. Because it was basically just a bitch about Biden and the prescription medications. And here I am just wandering. <laughs> I, I go from prescription medications to fucking talking about, we're going down. <laughs> oh, man. But it's all tied in together. That's, you know, that's a scary thing and sad thing all in one. It's all tied in together. And I apologize. I know this ain't my best episode, I guess. You know, I, I feel like the same as I did on the last one. You know, it's one of those things where I want, I want to sit there and say, you know, share the episode if you like it. But what's there to fucking like? What's there to like about it? You know, I, I really don't know. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So I've already been going for 40 minutes on this. And I can't think of anything else without just rambling. So hopefully it wasn't too much rambling this time. You know, like I said, bouncing all over the damn place. You know, hey, I could go back on COVID because now there's the Lambda variant. That the vaccine doesn't even affect. 
and yet we still gotta get vaccinated. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave it at there, guys. Uh, any questions, comments, whatever, email me at littlemb6580 at gmail.com. And if you're interested, like if you have something you want to talk about, like if you don't agree with me on something or you have an idea or something, fucking let me know, you know? I'll have no issues in bringing you on here at all, you know? So uh, that's little mb6580 at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E, M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all take care.